Decades after he terrified citizens with his shocking crimes and bizarre letters, the Zodiac is known as one of the most enigmatic serial killers in modern history. In the original police sketch, the killer wears a pair of horn-rimmed glasses and what seems like a sly grin. The dull expression and vacant eyes only add to the image of a cold-blooded murderer, but offer no clues to his identity, and the true face of the Zodiac remains a mystery. I was really trying to see what he looked like, you know. He was stout because he looked kind of heavy. I think he was weighing two and a quarter, 250, somewhere in there. The individual I saw that night was a white male adult, approximately 35 to 45 years of age, 5 feet 10 inches tall, 180 to 210 pounds. He was a big guy, 6 foot or better, over 200 pounds. This is the Zodiac speaking. I look like the description passed out only when I do my thing. I shall not tell you what my disguise consists of when I kill. This is Zodiac A to Z. The varying descriptions of the Zodiac lead some to believe that more than one person was involved in the crimes, yet these discrepancies are common occurrences in most investigations. Eyewitnesses are often mistaken in their attempts to accurately recall facial features, hair color, height, weight, clothing, and other aspects of a suspect's appearance, producing conflicting descriptions of the same individual. In some instances, eyewitnesses and victims of crime have positively identified an individual as the perpetrator, only to later discover that they were wrong when the real culprit was identified. Other witnesses have accurately identified the correct suspect. No one saw the shooter on Lake Herman Road, so no description of the killer exists in that case. Michael Majot described the suspect at the Blue Rock Springs Park shooting as a white male adult, short, possibly five feet eight inches tall, real heavy set, beefy build but not fat, possibly 195 to 200 pounds or maybe even larger, with short curly hair, light brown, almost blonde, and with a large face. After the Zodiac's attack at Lake Berryessa, Park Ranger William White responded to the scene and waited with the victims for the ambulance to arrive. Boy was conscious enough to give you a description of the man. Oh yes, they they was uh, they'd go out and come back, and uh, the boy thought he was gonna wasn't gonna make it. He wanted to tell, give a description to the guy best he could, about the best he could give us. That he had a hood over his face, and uh, he was a big guy, six foot or better, over two hundred pounds. Brian Hartnell survived the attack at Lake Berryessa and described the Zodiac. I was really trying to see what he looked like, you know. He had on pleated pants, these type of suit pants, you know. They were either black or dark blue, I can't remember now. 
And I can't remember what he was wearing for shoes, but he had on this cotton coat, like a windbreaker. That was dark blue. And I don't know, maybe he had something in his paunch. I just took it as being a... as being a... You know, he was stout because he looked kind of heavy. I think he was weighing two and a quarter, 250 somewhere in there. And I got kind of a look at his hair. His voice, I can remember, almost like I've heard it before. You know, there's some drawls that a lot of people have similar and almost as if I'd heard it before. I couldn't think of where. I gave that one up. I just gave it up on that angle. I looked through his hair. It kind of looked like it was combed, you know, like this. It was brownish, you know, dark brown. And this mask he had on, it was ingeniously devised. It was, he had four corners at top, like the top of a paper sack, black. It came down, came down with the front panel about to here, and a kind of a thing that came over the shoulders, you know, and then the same thing down the back, straight down. And in front, he had a circle with a symmetrical cross in the middle, and he had clip-on sunglasses. It was hard to tell. You know the glasses you clip on when you're wearing glasses, eyeglasses? He had those clipped on. I was pretty sure, I don't think he had glasses, though. I think he had just had these clipped onto his suit, you know, that little mask. And I don't know how tall he was, maybe 5'8", or maybe 5'10", 6 feet, somewhere in there. I'm a very poor judge of height, you know. It's always down, you know, it can never be up. Brian said that he caught a glimpse of brown hair through the eye holes of the killer's strange hooded costume. I saw it from where the goggles fit. I looked so closely to find out, and when he turned, you know, they kind of flittered. I could see his hair. It looked kind of greasy. I remember when I first talked to him, I mean, I had the guy being a walrus, you know. He had one of those Sears-type jackets. You know, those can be either lined or unlined, and if it's lined, a person could be thin, and if it's unlined, the person could be heavy. I mean, he's not obese. He just impressed me as being rather low class. The reason was because of his clothes, you know. On that day of the attack at Lake Berryessa, three young girls were sunbathing when they noticed a man walking nearby. He appeared to be watching them, Investigators considered the possibility that this man may have been the same person responsible for the stabbing at the lake, but he was considered a person of interest until he could be identified. This man may have had an innocent explanation for his presence at the lake that day, but it seemed unlikely that two different men were walking near the same area at the same time. The fact that this man appeared to be watching the girls may indicate that he was a killer who was looking for potential victims. If this man was the killer, he may have decided not to attack the girls, because three victims might be too difficult to control. A man and his young son were also at the lake that day, and they noticed a man matching that description who also appeared to be watching them too. If that man was the killer, his behavior indicated that he may have been capable of killing a little boy, but he may have decided that attacking a father and child would be too risky at that time. The three girls helped to produce a sketch of the man seen at Lake Berryessa and described him as a white male between 28 and 30 years of age with dark hair that was parted on the left side, at least six feet tall, stocky build, 
approximately 200 to 225 pounds, with a round face, rounded eyes, thin lips, a medium nose, straight eyebrows, and small ears. The girls also said that the man was, quote, nice-looking, wearing dark pants and a dark short-sleeved sweater shirt over an untucked white undershirt. The man had medium-color skin and was not wearing glasses. Another witness who saw the man described him as a white male, approximately 5 feet 10 inches tall, with a heavy build, wearing dark trousers, a dark long sleeve shirt with some red coloring. On the night of October 11, 1969, the Zodiac killed cab driver Paul Stein in the neighborhood of Presidio Heights in San Francisco. Witnesses provided a description of the suspect as a white male adult in his early 40s, 5 feet 8 inches tall, with a heavy build and reddish-blonde crew-cut hair. He was wearing glasses, dark brown trousers, a dark navy or black parka jacket, and dark shoes. This description of the killer was subsequently adjusted for the police composite sketch published with the following description. A white male adult, approximately 35 to 45 years old, 5 feet 8 inches tall, with reddish-brown hair, a crew cut, wearing heavy rim glasses and a navy blue or black jacket. Officer Don Falk and his partner Eric Zelms responded to the police call and they were driving by in a patrol car as a white man was walking on a sidewalk one block north of the crime scene. This man was dismissed as a suspect because the first police radio broadcast mistakenly described the suspect as a black man. In 1969, Don Falk provided the following description of the man he saw that night. The white male adult, 35 to 45 years, about 5'10", 180 to 200 pounds, medium heavy build, barrel chested, medium complexion, light colored hair, possibly graying in the rear, may have been the lighting that caused this effect. Crew cut, wearing glasses, dressed in a dark blue waist length zipper type jacket, navy or royal blue, elastic cuffs and waistband zipped part way up, brown wool pants, pleated type, baggy in the rear, rust brown, may have been wearing low cut shoes. When interviewed for the 1989 television documentary, Crimes of the Century, Officer Falk said, The individual I saw that night was a white male adult, approximately 35 to 45 years of age, 5 feet 10 inches tall, 180 to 210 pounds. The suspect at the Stein scene was said to have brown or blonde hair, possibly with a red tint. Years later, a small reddish-brown hair was discovered behind a stamp used by the Zodiac, indicating that description may have been accurate. Surviving victim Michael Majot described the killer as 5 feet 8 inches tall, while Officer Falk said that the suspect was approximately 5 feet 10 inches tall. Falk and Majot were both seated in vehicles when they saw the killer. Falk saw the suspect from a distance, and Majot saw the shooter just outside the car. 
Witnesses to the Stein murder saw the killer from a window of the house across the street from the crime scene. They described the suspect as a white male adult in his early 40s, 5 feet 8 inches tall, with a heavy build and reddish-blonde crew-cut hair. The fact that Majot's description is similar to the Stein suspect indicates that his description may have been fairly accurate if the killer had gotten a recent haircut. Estimates regarding the killer's age demonstrate that witnesses often have great difficulty when judging age due to subjectivity. Younger witnesses often overestimate the age of older individuals, and everyone judges the age of others based mostly on appearance. Assuming that all of the witnesses were describing the same individual, we must assume that most all of them were mistaken regarding his age. If the girls at the lake saw the Zodiac before he donned his hooded costume, then the lowest age estimate for the killer is mid to late 20s, while the young witnesses to the Stein murder believe that the suspect was almost two decades older, in his early to mid 40s. But if the same man had a crew cut and glasses in the late 1960s, some witnesses might simply assume that he was older because of his hairstyle and appearance. Even a younger man with a receding hairline can appear much older. The Stein witnesses provided the oldest estimate of the killer's age, and like Don Falk, they saw the man from a distance at night. If the man seen at the lake became concerned after police released a composite sketch which did resemble him, he might have decided to drastically change his appearance by getting a crew cut. The witnesses at the lake thought that this man was 28 to 30 years old, while the Stein witnesses thought he was at least 10 years older. If all of these witnesses were describing the same individual, the killer may have been much younger than described in most accounts. However, the description of the man at the lake is only relevant if he was, in fact, somehow involved in the crime. If the descriptions provided by surviving victim Brian Hartnell and police dispatchers Nancy Slover and David Slate are at all accurate, the Zodiac's voice may have sounded older than his teenage victims and was lower and deeper than the higher-pitched voice of Sam, the Zodiac imposter who called into a San Francisco TV talk show in October 1969. Get a Talk to us. Just tell us what's going on in, in, inside you right now, Sam. Please. I have headache. How long have you had those headaches, Sam? In a long time? Since I killed a kid. If, if it all boils down to the question of you're giving yourself up, if you could be assured that you wouldn't get capital punishment for myself. I don't want to give myself I, up. Huh? I want to kill those kids. No one knows if the Zodiac was attempting to disguise his voice when he placed the telephone calls to police. 
Nancy Slover estimated the caller's age as mid-30s. Some theories suggest that his words offered a clue to his age when he used the word kids, indicating that he was older than his younger victims. By compiling the available information and reconciling the various descriptions, a portrait emerges, suggesting that the Zodiac may have been as young as 28 years old or approximately 35 to 45 years old. His weight cannot be known, as the range provided by witnesses spans from 180 to 250 pounds. He may have weighed even less than the witnesses believed. He had brownish, possibly reddish hair, and stood somewhere between 5 feet 8 inches tall and 6 feet tall. The description of Paul Stein's killer included dark glasses, but it is possible that the glasses were part of his disguise, and he did not wear them in his daily life. Survivor Michael Mageau said that the killer was not wearing glasses during the shooting at Blue Rock Springs Park on the night of July 4, 1969. In 1991, Mageau reportedly identified suspect Arthur Lee Allen, but this event raised more questions about the witness's ability to accurately identify the shooter 22 years later. According to police, Mageau first pointed to Allen's photo and said, That's him. That's the man who shot me. But Mageau then pointed to the photograph of a different man and said the shooter had a round face like that individual. Mageau had only seen the shooter for a brief instant from a profile view during the attack. The suspect flashed a bright light at Mageau and then shot him in the jaw. Police did not believe that he could accurately identify the suspect, and representatives of the Vallejo Police Department have stated that Mageau's identification of Allen is considered unreliable at best. Vallejo Police Detective John Lynch interviewed Allen on October 6, 1969, and described the suspect as a white male adult, 35 years old, 6 feet 1 inch tall, 241 pounds, heavy build, and bald. In July 1969, Mageau described his attacker as a white male adult, short, possibly 5 feet 8 inches tall, and a real heavy set, beefy build possibly 195 to 200 pounds or maybe even larger, with short, curly hair, light brown, almost blonde, with a large face. These two descriptions clearly conflict, and Allen could not be the Zodiac if Mageau's description is at all accurate. In March 1970, 22-year-old Kathleen Johns was driving along a highway near Modesto, California, when another vehicle pulled alongside her station wagon. The driver appeared to be signaling to Kathleen that something was wrong with one of her tires, so she pulled over to the side of the road. The friendly driver got out of his car and informed Kathleen that the lug nuts on one of her tires were loose. He offered to fix the problem, but actually loosened the lug nuts instead. Kathleen thanked the man for his help, but the tire fell off as she tried to drive away. Kathleen was pregnant at the time, and she was also traveling with her infant daughter as well. She climbed into the man's car, grateful for his offer to drive to a nearby gas station, 
but the situation quickly changed when it became clear that the stranger had other plans. After driving around for some time, Kathleen waited until the car slowed down and jumped out with her daughter. Later, at the police station, Kathleen noticed the sketch of the suspect in the San Francisco case, and she said that the stranger she encountered resembled the Zodiac. She said the man was about 30 years old, 5 feet 9 inches tall, weighing approximately 160 pounds, with short dark hair, and wearing heavy-rimmed glasses and dark clothing. Decades later, Kathleen identified suspect Larry Kane as the man who tried to abduct her. But many critics have noted that the Zodiac description in the San Francisco case did not match Larry Kane at the time, and that Johns first identified the Zodiac as her abductor when looking at that composite sketch of the suspect in the San Francisco case. Johns was certain that suspect Arthur Lee Allen was not the man she had encountered. The identifications by Michael Majot and Kathleen Johns raised questions about their ability to accurately identify any suspect, and their identifications of two different suspects as the Zodiac illustrates a serious problem. Arthur Lee Allen was described as 6 feet 1 inch tall, weighing as much as 241 pounds, with a heavy build and bald. Larry Kane was 5 feet 9 inches tall and weighed approximately 160 pounds. And yet, Michael Majot and Kathleen Johns were said to have identified these two men as the same single individual responsible for the Zodiac crimes. Allen was tall and heavy, Kane was much shorter and weighed far less than Allen. When these discrepancies are noted by observers, we are told that both men could fit into the spectrum of Zodiac descriptions. But this only raises another puzzling question. If both men could be considered viable suspects based on their physical appearances, then how accurate can any of the Zodiac descriptions be if the spectrum is so wide and generalized that these two men with such different physical appearances are still considered to be within the range of viable suspects. The fact that both Arthur Lee Allen and Larry Kane are still considered by some people to match the physical descriptions of the Zodiac demonstrates that these descriptions are open to interpretation and that people can and will stretch the limits of those descriptions to suit their needs when accusing their favored suspects. According to these interpretations of the Zodiac descriptions, when applied to suspects like Allen and Kane, the Zodiac may have been 5 feet 9 inches tall or 6 feet 1 inch tall, and he may have weighed anywhere between 160 pounds and 241 pounds, a difference of 4 inches and at least 81 pounds. The sketch of the Zodiac suspect, produced by the San Francisco Police Department, has become the face of the killer. But that drawing represents the simple problem with that depiction of the Zodiac. The infamous sketch shows a white male adult with crew-cut hair 
and horn-rimmed glasses. But the Zodiac's appearance was a common look for men in 1969. Many of the people promoting various theories about the case have claimed that a suspect's resemblance to that police sketch is compelling evidence. But a lot of men would have matched that description in the late 1960s. The fact that a suspect matched that description was only significant if supported by other evidence, and any resemblance to the police sketch could be a common occurrence. Surviving victim Michael Majot described the shooter at Blue Rock Springs Park as a white male adult, short, possibly 5 feet 8 inches tall, real heavy set, beefy build, but not fat, possibly 195 to 200 pounds, or maybe even larger, with short curly hair, light brown, almost blonde, and with a large face. Surviving victim Brian Hartnell described the attacker at Lake Berryessa as anywhere between 5 feet 8 inches tall to 6 feet tall. The man who killed the cab driver in San Francisco was described as a white male adult in his early 40s, 5 feet 8 inches tall with a heavy build, weighing between 180 to 210 pounds with reddish blonde crew cut hair and he was wearing glasses. The police sketch was produced with the descriptions of the eyewitnesses in the San Francisco case. Even in the best case scenario, those descriptions would be a general representation of the suspect's overall appearance. So the face in that sketch could only be as accurate as those descriptions. We still have many questions about the Zodiac descriptions. How old was he? In his late 20s, mid-30s, or early 40s? Was he 5 feet 8 inches tall, 5 feet 10 inches tall, 6 feet tall, or even taller? Did he have blonde hair, brown hair, red hair, or reddish-brown blonde hair? The descriptions of the killer are the subject of ongoing debate and the infamous police sketch remains the only image representing one of the most elusive and terrifying serial killers in history. Does that sketch accurately portray the killer, or was the Zodiac telling the truth when he wrote, I looked like the description passed out only when I do my thing. The rest of the time I look entirely different. I shall not tell you what my disguise consists of when I kill. More than 50 years ago, the citizens of the San Francisco Bay Area lived in fear of the man who called himself the Zodiac, and his ghost still haunts us today. The search for the killer's identity continues, and perhaps someday the world will finally see the true face of the Zodiac. Zodiac, A to Z. 
Written and produced by Michael Butterfield. Zodiac Voice by John Knight. Zodiac A to Z. Produced for ZodiacKillerFacts.com Zodiac Killer Facts.com